grant research cycle each year. Um, this year, we just wrapped up the uh, beneficiary grant applications are due in December, and then we research the agencies for two months. Um, board members or former board members are, are the researchers. They do site visits. They uh, speak with the executive director. They get to know the staff and the project that is being considered. And then they report back. And so we have meetings where we review the the projects, talk about them, analyze them, and then we do a vote. And this year we're going to support 27 agencies for um, a record amount of money that we hope to raise this year. And now we are starting our fundraising cycle. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we count on the Lord. That's to, where the Director of Philanthropy exactly. comes in, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I am curious, and I'll go over to Suzanne Everback, Director of Communications and Philanthropy. Uh, a little bit about your role. You've been in your position for about a year. And uh, just tell us about your kind of the day-to-day work that you do and, and also why you know, being involved with Council for Life is important to you. Absolutely, Dave. And I just want to echo what Leanne said about what an incredible honor it is to be invited to share this time together with you mm. today. And and thank you for your bold, courageous voice for the vulnerable and voiceless, the unborn. Thank you. Thank you so much, and congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> being the pro-life person of the year. Yes. A well-deserved honor, I must say, sir. And... um. As Leanne mentioned, you know, we've, we're a nonprofit organization. We've been around for 22 years, and I just kind of wanted to speak to the why we were formed. Eleven ladies who were greatly grieved and disturbed about the devastation of abortion in our city, across our nation, stepped out with incredible boldness and courage to form Council for Life. Their friends were supporting Planned Parenthood. Mm going to their luncheon. And so we just um, are so thankful for those ladies being so courageous, and and they have been unwaveringly true to Council for Life's mission that Leanne shared with you. And, um, yes, we do want to educate. We feel like educating our community on the complex issues surrounding unplanned pregnancies and the irrefutable humanity of the life in the womb is is something that we are called to do. It's it's even more essential in this post-row environment. Mm-hmm. So yes, we, we did just kick off our fundraising. That's the other piece of the equation in addition to the education. And, uh, you know, last year, we uh, the Lord blessed us abundantly. Mm-hmm. He went before us and we were able to raise a record one plus million dollars oh, wow. to fund our 28 mm. agencies, many of which are Catholic, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, and, and you know, we were so thrilled and blessed also to have Jim Caviezel as our featured speaker. How'd you swing that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's God. He, yeah, he's working yeah. You, you got Jesus, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. We got Jesus. And so we really appreciate Jim, you know, and his dedication to speaking out about the life issue, which is not a popular position in uh-huh. the Hollywood community. And he's yeah. been severely persecuted for that. He's lost many roles. Oh, yeah. But he has yeah. stood firm. And so it was a really special luncheon. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. blessed. And so, yes, we did just kick off this year's fundraising. We have 27 mm-hmm. beneficiaries, and um, five of which are Catholic agencies, uh, Birth Choice of Dallas, Catholic Pro-Life Community, 
in my shoes, a maternity yes, home, yes. Loretto House, a pregnancy resource center in Denton, yeah. and then the Vitae Foundation. Oh, wow. That, that is awesome. So you say that, uh, I'll go back to, uh, to you, Leanne. You've you've got these uh, you know many group twenty seven groups over a million dollars is being dispersed to them and then they're getting the money and then you start the cycle again is that how it works it's like okay Mm -hmm. that money has been spent the the bank account is pretty much flushed and now we need to fill it back up again so that we can have another disbursement is that kind of how it works that's exactly how it works thank you Dave for cluing in on that (laughs) we um, have our big fundraiser is the luncheon which is in the fall and this year it will be October. October 27th. We don't have the speaker completely confirmed, but we're very close, and so we'll be announcing that very soon. Um, but we fundraise all year long, and we educate all year long. Mm-hmm. And as it's happened lately, in the most recent years, our luncheon speakers have been extremely educational, mm-hmm. um, and we've been grateful for their voice, uh, for the voiceless, as Susan said. Um, and it is important to continue this effort because the myth is that abortion is necessary because women can't afford the child. They don't have the means to become a mother. And that's just not true. The reason we think abortion should be unthinkable is because it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. The love that is available, the care, the uh, resources that are available throughout the state of Texas and here in North Texas are really large. We have um, not just our agencies, but we have researched and vetted and funded more than 60 uh, life-affirming agencies in the North Texas area. Like um, Suzanne said, there are pregnancy resource centers. There are maternity homes for those girls and young women who are homeless and pregnant. Mm. There are targeted media outreach organizations like Vitae that do absolutely what they have to do to reach the woman digitally. And we all know that's the most important Mm -hmm. means of reaching the woman. And then there are uh, foster and adoption care agencies that we support and um, parenting and uh, life skills um, agencies and then youth and uh, college mentoring agencies. And I love what what y'all are doing because these groups are doing the work, you know, they're, they're on the front lines, they're, you know, and, and they would rather not have to spend so much time fundraising. And then, Suzanne, y'all come in and say, here's a grant. That's you know, right. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. We are the ones out there raising the money for you. Uh, and that, that's just such a beautiful collaboration, isn't it? Yes, Dave. I could not agree more. And, you know, yeah, our, our beneficiaries are the heroes yeah. in this fight. And um, it's such an honor. We, we have a unique model. You know, we serve as the ne- nexus between... God's kingdom's resources and these beneficiaries who are the boots on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, working tirelessly to serve these these vulnerable, innocent, unborn babies. They're precious moms who are desperate. You know, they're devoid of hope. Yes, we love those babies, but we love those moments mm-hmm. too. They they need, and like Leanne said, the resources are out there. We just need to increase awareness, yeah. you know, and connect them to that, you know, through their pregnancy and then after the baby's born mm-hmm. to come alongside them so that they can have flourishing lives, you know, or, or they can, you know, give their baby to a, a wonderful adoptive family yeah. Um, to, yeah. to have a forever loving home. But we want them to be able to, to bravely choose 
life. Yeah, amen. Parent, if they can. You both told me before we started recording that you both have two children each. Uh, my wife and I have been blessed with three that we've been able to raise. And you also said that a lot of the, like the 11 women who started it had a lot of friends who were involved in Planned Parenthood. And I, I just don't get it. And I don't understand, is it a darkness of the intellect? Is it just misplaced priorities? Uh, you know, and then I love that you all are in the education, you know, business, so to speak, uh, because there is a lot of education. We can't just preach the choir. Do you, do you have any indication that Council for Life may be changing some hearts, or do you ever get testimonies of people saying, you know what, I just, I came to your luncheon, I heard that message, and boy, I tell you, I'm pro-life now. Or is that is that part of the mission, is changing hearts as well? Absolutely, Dave. In fact, um, you asked why. Why are people so abortion-minded, abortion-convinced? And I believe, and Council for Life has gone along with my thinking on this, I think. For 50 years, we have had voices of authority in our country telling every citizen abortion is a constitutional right and a moral good, and anyone who opposes it opposes women's health care and reproductive rights. And so it's been a messaging issue for 50 years, and that's what we feel in this post-Roe environment, that we are must speak in to the message. Mm-hmm. And we do think our model is effective. We do hear the testimonies of people changing their heart and their mind. But what really is evidence that the model is working is that we started in Waco, Texas, three years ago, a Council for Life affiliate mm. taking our model out of Dallas and uh, replicating it in in Waco with six counties being served in central Texas. And what we found was in 2021, they went through the beneficiary process and they funded uh, six, four agencies, excuse me, four agencies for a small amount of money. In 2023, they will fund six agencies for six times the amount of money that they funded mm. just two years ago. Amen. And so they are definitely changing hearts and minds. And it just takes the... Um, it, all it means is we have to start speaking about life in the womb, what it is, and what abortion actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's what our ladies did 22 years ago. And we are delighted to say that this year we will have raised and funded $12 million oh, wow. um, to different agencies. Oh, that, that's a lot of money. Lot of money. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> Council for Life. You can find them online, councilforlife.org. And I'm sure that you can probably donate through the website, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the, the right link there. And I have in studio with me the Executive Director, Leanne Morris, and also Director of Communication and Philanthropy. Suzanne Everbach as well. And I want to get back to the expansion. You're going into, you're in Waco. And when I mentioned expansion earlier, you kind of lit up. And so is the plan going forward to, to move to other places in Texas and maybe even beyond? Absolutely, Dave. And I'll have Suzanne hop in on this one too. But, you know, there, um, Planned Parenthood gives us the, the statistics on how many abortions happen annually in the United States, somewhere between 800,000 and a million abortions a million unwanted pregnancies, unwanted babies every year are conceived. And in Texas, we account for 50,000 of those. Hmm. It's a tragic number. And if you think about how that is allocated across our state, in our four major cities, um, that uh, means that in Dallas, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio, 12,500 abortions every year. Hmm. And if you think about... Dallas, 12,500 abortions every year. That's 34 abortions every day. Wow. 365 days a year. 
uh, just a minute for that to sink in. Thirty-four today will yeah. lose their life. Yeah. And so, yes, of course, our strategy is to reach into uh, the other major metropolitan areas. Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and of course Fort Worth. Yeah, we are delighted that we fund uh, several agencies in Fort Worth um, this year. We're funding. Let me look at my chart here. Let's see. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I can't pull it up right now, but I think it's six mm-hmm. agencies in Tarrant County. Yeah. and so we are we are excited about the prospect of moving uh, a Council for Life affiliate into Fort Worth. Oh, well, congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Uh, uh, Suzanne, Director of Communications, uh, obviously that implies getting the word out. You're Absolutely. doing an interview right now, so uh, <laughs> that, that's certainly part of it. Uh, how, how do you kind of get the word out? You probably have your set number of uh, donors, but you'd like to let other people know about the mission like we're doing right now. Oh, what's your strategy for getting the word out? Absolutely, Dave. Well, as we mentioned earlier, we have um, a number of educational events throughout the year, and we're actually going to have um, a family and just really fun, friendly event um, on April 30th that is not so much of a focus on education, but it's to bring together the community you know, to support life. And it's going to be at SMU in the Armstrong Fieldhouse. And um, we're really honored and blessed that uh, Meredith and Scotty Scheffler, uh, you know, he's been in the golf news these days, yeah. are, are going to be a sponsor along with um, some of our other generous and faithful constituents. That's kind of a, like a family event, go and uh, yes. like bring the kids, uh, that kind of thing. We're okay. going to have a, a, the dad band. And, uh, <laughs> they tell dad jokes. <laughs> absolutely. We are going to have um, a bounce house and face painting and food and a, a golf simulator and putt-putt, you know, just more fun than should be allowed. Yeah, so you buy tickets or free admission? It is free admission. Okay. You can register on our website. And in fact, we'll be uh, launching that event, the marketing efforts today. And then immediately following that on May 4th, we will have more of an educational focus um, at one of our neighborhood outreach events. Um, and that's going to be in the park cities and anyone is welcome to attend that. Um, we're going to have a, a pro-life OBGYN speak at that and probably one of our pregnancy resource center executive directors just to talk about what they are experiencing, you know, since the Dobbs decision because mm-hmm. the world has changed and you know, um, praise God that abortion is illegal in the state of Texas and in many other states across our nation, but that does not mean that we can rest because abortion is still pervasive mm-hmm. in our nation. And, um, you know, abortion clinics in Texas have shut down or they've moved to states where um, abortion is legal, but... Um, there is an evil out there, Dave, called the chemical abortion pill, and they are infiltrating our state. Um, we'd love to say that abortion had gone down to zero. You know, um, Leanne was talking about the statistics just a moment ago, but unfortunately, um, we don't believe that there's going to be a significant decrease because of these abortion pills. Mm-hmm. And um, we are encouraged, though, because there's a federal case that's going on right now in the city of Amarillo uh, before a federal judge, Matthew Katzmerich. He is a Trump appointee, and he will be rendering his decision on whether the FDA was uh, correct in um, lawfully putting 
these mifepristone chemical abortion pills on the market mm. a couple of decades ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, during the pandemic and the Biden administration, uh, the restrictions uh, that, you know, were safeguards to uh, protect women's health, many of those have been loosened. Yeah. And um, the women who are obtaining these pills, they, they don't understand the dangers, Dave. Um, there are many dangers involved with that. Um, Mifepristine is the, the first in a two-pill regimen. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what it does, um, a woman will take the pill. And usually, you know, it's like a self-managed abortion. Mm-hmm. She basically becomes the abortionist. And then um, what happens is the nutrients to the baby are cut off. And the baby dies within her womb. And then there's a second pill in the regimen that she takes that induces uh, uterine contractions. And and the baby, the deceased baby at that point is um, um, expelled from her her uterus. And many times it's in her bathroom and she she sees the baby. So there's a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. that can happen with that. You know, in a surgical abortion, she's really removed from any kind of visual, right? Um, but we we hear from our um, pregnancy resource center directors and Catholic pro life community. As a matter of fact, you know they have a, a beautiful um, support after abortion ministry, mm-hmm. and they you know usually it, it can take women who have experienced abortion and men decades, you know, for that to come to the surface mm-hmm. and to seek reconciliation and healing. But now with this chemical abortion. The trauma is much sooner. It's it's virtually immediate. Yeah, I remember that scene in the Abby Johnson movie Unplanned when she was uh, coiled up in her bathroom and they had that aerial shot. And I think she had had in her second abortion a, a chemical abortion. And people think, oh, you take a pill and it's you know move on with your life. But obviously that's not the case. So, well, thank you for that information, and it really highlights the the need to remain active. And uh, we're down to our last few minutes. Uh, joined in studio, Leanne Morris is the executive director, and Suzanne Everbach is the director of communications and philanthropy for Council for Life. You can find them online at councilforlife.org, councilforlife.org, and uh, do encourage you to support them. And uh, I want to uh, come back to you, Leanne, uh, and talk about how people can help you. If they're listening right now and they're like, they want to get on board, volunteers, I know you've got the event coming up May 17th in uh, Waco, right? So just kind of speak to the various ways people can help you and if, if they feel so inclined. We're grateful for that invitation, Dave. The first and foremost thing everyone can do, every listener, I would ask you to pray. Pray for abortion to come to an end in our country. Um, it's kind of a ni- an 1860 moment um, when the country is divided over a moral issue. Mm-hmm. In 1860, the issue was slavery. Today, it's abortion. And we can unite our country. And yeah. so it will take prayer to bring our country together to love life in the womb and protect it. The second thing, we, of course, we'd love is for you to go to councilforlife.org and donate and, and be a supporter because you're supporting our educational efforts and you're supporting the organizations that do the work, mm-hmm. um, as we've said. And then the third thing that you can do is attend our events and, more importantly, 
invite a friend. Yeah. This is an issue that has to be a conversation um, between individuals. And so that's what we're asking. We want to talk about the issue and we want to talk about it with grace and love, but with truth. And the truth is life begins at conception. Sex does produce pregnancies. Yeah, praise and be to God. We, yeah. we want um, the conversation to also include sex as a gift from God for the covenant of marriage. And the culture has really uh, pushed the thinking that um, sex can happen anytime, anywhere, and no consequences. You never see a pregnant woman on the TV or in mm-hmm. the movies. What you see is just a lot of sex outside of marriage. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. the the you, you don't see the uh, the effect, the, the beautiful effect of uh, the consequences. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so uh, thankful for y'all coming and spending time with me. I love your comparison to 1860 because nowadays. You know, somebody who supports slavery, people are just like, seriously? Seriously? Whereas back then, it was very common. Right. uh, And eventually, that's going to be the case with abortion. And as people look back in history, it's going to be, it didn't happen on its own. It happened because people stood up. People like you, people like Council Council for Life, people like Guadalupe Radio Network and Catholic Pro-Life Community stood up. And it will be the patience, the diligence, the long-suffering, the hard work uh, that that makes it happen. So, uh, of course with God's grace and uh, his outpouring of, of uh, showering of, of blessings upon us. So thank you for your work and uh, God bless you. Thank you for, for spending time with me today. Again, Leanne Morris, executive director and Suzanne Everbach, director of communications and philanthropy, along with Marianne Chapman, who has been uh, uh, watching and probably praying for us. And, <laughs> and I really appreciate uh, her friendship and her support, uh, former board member of council for life. So most, most important thing to take away from this is, Pray for the work of Council for Life and visit their website, councilforlife.org. That's C-O-U-N-C-I-L, councilforlife.org, and volunteer, attend their events. Uh, April 30th, Family Fun uh, for Life event at SMU, Central Texas Celebrating Life luncheon, May 17th in Waco. Uh, get involved, donate, support them. And uh, they, they, they're taking the money and they're giving it to all these 27 uh, different organizations uh, uh, who are very much in need. So thank you so much. And uh, it's great to see you both here. Thank you, Dave. We so appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. God bless you. And also another wonderful lady, Diane Xavier, running the board here. Thanks to her help as well. And um, thank you for listening to the interview of the week. And also, if you are like Marianne and you have a suggestion for a great interview in the future, please contact me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Have a great rest of your weekend and may God bless you. A new documentary called Follow That Bishop brings a fresh perspective to the importance of Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen's life and teaching. All are invited to attend the world premiere at the Hartnett Arena of Nolan Catholic High School this Monday, April 17th, beginning at 7 p.m. Admission is free and no registration is required. Follow That Bishop hopes to invigorate the cause of sainthood for Archbishop Sheen by introducing this extraordinary priest to new generations of believers. It's this Monday at 7 p.m. at Nolan Catholic High School. I had braces, but now my teeth are not straight. Can I correct them? Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline with Mid-Cities Dental, a sponsor of this great station. Yes, we can straighten them with clear aligners, in which most people will not be able to see. It's an upgrade from the traditional braces and can help improve your smile. We have offices in Hearst and Bedford. You can visit us at midcitiesdental.com to make an appointment.
Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 9:10 a.m. Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer. Cecil is running the board, and I always appreciate people who uh, reach out to me and suggest interviews. And I also love Catholic authors because I'm a one-time published author myself, and I recently was contacted by a gentleman by the name of Valentine Simo, and uh, he's an author, and he asked uh, if I could promote his work, uh, and I said, yeah, sure, let's talk. And so I've got him on the phone line with me for this interview, and Valentine, thank you so much for reaching out to me, and uh, good to meet you, at least on the radio. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you, Dave. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, so you, uh, your, your parish here in, in North Texas is St. Matthew's in Arlington. Uh, did you grow up here? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, that's a good question. I wasn't born in the U.S., United States. Um, I was born actually in Cameroon, okay, uh, West Africa, and um, I just I came to the U.S. You know, uh, to go to school. I came really young, and uh, and then you know went to college, got my bachelor my my bachelor's degree in economics, banking, and finance, and also got my master's in business administration. Hmm. And uh, from Oklahoma, and then I decided that you know I was gonna go to work, you know, working for a while with the banks, and you know, do some things here and there. But uh, you know, my love for Jesus always overtakes everything that I do. Yes. So, um, you know, I went to an ark retreat one time that changed my life entirely. Mm. And I urge everyone to go to an ark retreat if anyone out there listening to me. Yeah, I've been on the ark retreat myself. They're, they're they're wonderful. What was it in yeah. particular at the ark retreat that really struck you? What what, what inspired you? Well, you know, the, the the environment was really really very beautiful. It gave me a chance to speak about my hurts that I've had as a child, and uh, you know, it was an opportunity for me to say the things that I've always wanted to say. You know, that I'm not comfortable saying to anyone. Yeah. And in an environment where everybody show you love and respect and and treat you like you belong, you know, and, and, and it was a wonderful thing for me to be able to say and listen to other people, what they've been through and be able to talk to one another. That is an amazing thing. A time of prayer, you know, a time to forget about everything else that is out there and just focus on the Lord and, and have that peace. There's so much peace that you, you get from going into one of them. Yeah, and um, I guess the Holy Spirit is using me to talk about actual retreat, which is not really what I call it today. But I guess the Holy Spirit is doing His work. Yeah, Amen. Do you have a, a family, wife, kids, and any anything you like to tell us about your family? Yes, as a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm married, and and I'm a single father of seven children now. Oh wow! You know, something happened in you know in the situation, but you know, I you know I'm, I'm the the oldest is seventeen, youngest is nine, and hmm. I am a mom and dad for all of them. Yeah, yeah, praise God. So, oh, uh, God has given me the power and the courage to do that, which, you know, um, everybody's like, well, how do you do that? Well, I don't do it. God does it. Yeah. So you're raising all these kids? Yes, I am. Oh wow! Wow! God, God, God. Praise God! That's a, I know that's that's a, probably a lot of joy and also a big challenge. Uh, so, so you're also an author. Um, you've tell tell me about getting into writing and what kind of books you've written. Okay, really good question. While I was in college, all my life, I've always wanted to write books. Uh, writing is something that I have a passion to write something for and let other people read it and kind of see it. But anyway, I wasn't really, really close to my journey with God. wasn't like really close. But like I said, after my art retreat, you know, the Holy Spirit really touched my heart. And I started basing my writings more into spiritual. 
and uh, you know, talking about the Lord and, and family, you know, me being a single father, mom and dad of seven children, you know, all those things kind of put in between and my experiences in life. So I decided to start writing one of my books. The first book I wrote was God's phone number, you know, a, a very, very great book, which is, explains a lot of ways you can talk to God. You know, a lot of people think, you know, just to talk to God means you have to go to church on Sunday or go to mass, which is wonderful. Of course, God wants us to go to church, go to mass. Mass is the most powerful form of prayer, of course, but there are other ways that people can pray. You know, God wants us to talk to him all the time. You know, you just have to talk to him at church or wait on Sunday and go for one hour and go home, which there's nothing wrong with that, but he wants you to be able to communicate with him all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, getting up in the morning and tell him, hey, thank you, Father, for this day. Come with me. Come with me. And I, whatever, if I leave the door, I get in my car. I just need for you to be here with me. Sit with me over here and let's drive together. You know, little things, little ways that God wants us to talk to him. Yeah. So, and, and, so what, what's the I reference to God's phone number? What, what is that all about? What, what, why, why that title? Well, the title is, you know, saying that, you know, pretty much there's only one, there's only God has just one phone number. And the phone number is available to everyone in this world if you want to dial it. And the, the phone number is prayer. Mm. That's it. He does have a phone number. People say, well, how do I contact God? Well, you're not going to meet him in person. But he has a way that you can talk to him 24 hours a day. If you want to use it, dial the number. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's hard, though, because obviously you, you don't typically get a response back. And uh, not all your prayers are answered the way you want them to. And so I think a lot of people lose, lose hope and they, they give up because they don't, they don't see the fruit of it. Perfect. Perfect. You did a great job because I was just getting to get to that. Yeah. Now, when you dial his phone number, he will not answer you. He may not. Sometimes God will answer our prayers right away. Okay. I've seen him do it in my life. But sometimes it's taking me years for him to answer my prayer. And he does that for a reason. Because he loves us dearly and he created us. And he knows when and how, what time is the best time to answer what you're asking for. And God being so, so loving and caring, if he, he may not give you what you had asked in the prayer during when you pray for that particular thing, then he will give you something else. And when he gives you something else, you may not look at it like an answer to your prayer. But however, he will have a way to let you know that, hey, this is why I gave you this, because what you were asking for was going to be this. So he has a way of always revealing things to us. If you would just be patient and just have faith in him. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So did you self-publish this book or do you have a publisher? Well, I had a publisher that published the book for me. Um, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I wrote the books about, it took me about four years and I wrote them a while ago, but I really didn't take them really, really seriously until lately. But I had somebody that published it for me, you know, with, with Amazon and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they, have you um, getting some traction? Are you selling some books? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, the few people that have looked at the book, I just started, like I said, I just published it and I just started advertising when I contacted you. Yeah. Uh, a couple how, of weeks ago. How many others have you written? Uh, there's uh, two other books. And they are all in one, in one of my, my website has all three of them. The other one is The Incredible Power of a Dad's Love. Incredible Power yeah. of a Dad's Love. Okay. Tell me about that one. It's a great book, which, you know, just tells about Every man, every father out there thinking of being a dad one day or you are a dad already, it's a great book just to motivate you as a man and as a father. Mm. 
people will be surprised how the the the, the, the being a father is a spiritual thing. Yeah, and it's way bigger than people think it is. Yeah, well, obviously you're yeah. writing that from experience, being the uh, yeah. the father of uh, what seven kids, yeah. right? And between seventeen and nine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So that that was like my own personal experience, you know, and 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 realizing all oh, my kids and well, daddy, you know, you know, being with me all the time and 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 don't want to let go of their dad and and you know and you know whatever I did while they were babies, you know, children see a lot of things. Yeah. And oh yeah. They decided they see, see, kids are way smarter than people think. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, Valentine Simo's my guest. He's an author. He's a parishioner over at St. Matthew's in Arlington. Uh, he's talking about three books that he has written. We'll give the uh, the uh, website here in a moment and how people can order them. Uh, the first one is God's phone number and then uh, the incredible power of a dad's love. And just kind of combining the two, I'm, I'm guessing there's a connection between being a good father and also prayer and understanding the father's love. Can you kind of c- combine those two for us? And maybe that, that comes out in the books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does come out in the book where you see that as, as a father, your, your job, you should always think like God does think, you know, mm-hmm. we can't think like him, but we do try to. So God loves us very dearly. And he's a father of all of us. And he loves everyone in this world. It doesn't matter who, or who you know, who you are. So as a father, when you have your children, your love for your children is great. But you should have enough love, not just for the children that you have at home, for any other child that you know in life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bigger thing. You as a dad, you have a very strong role to do with the life of your kids. Because it, it makes them grow up a little bit more emotionally, psychologically, you know, stronger. And, 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 and they can face life a little bit more than, you know, with a little bit toughness. Because a dad's presence is a very, very powerful thing. Like I said, it's spiritual and it's a miraculous thing. So if a father is out there, don't play with your role. Don't joke around with the role of, of being a father. You know, if you have a child out there and you've not been taking care of them, or, you know, go out there and go look for them. Mm-hmm. They need them. You know, uh, well, listening to me today and you have a child that you, you probably didn't take care of him or you probably didn't care or, or you know, Hey, go go find the child. Yeah, go go today and go look for him. Never too late, huh? Never too late. Tell him you love him. Yeah, and, and watch how you 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 change the life of that child forever. Yeah. What about passing the faith down to a child? Uh, I I uh, my my wife and I are raising three kids, and I think at certain times in my life I've pushed too hard, and I think at other times maybe I pull back too much. What's that good balance in you know trying to you know teach teach your children the faith? Well, to teach them the faith, you know, it should be a, a, a slow process. The one thing you don't want to do is get them all involved and, you know, teach them the rosary and the, the thing and everything and put a mass and everything, put everything on them at one time. Yeah. You don't want to do that because they're going to get overwhelmed and they might be backing up from the religion. So what you do is you take it step at a time. Let them go to their first communion, the classes. They, they go through that process, get their communion. You know, go through their, you know, oh, first their baptism, which is happens, you know, when they're still babies. And then you go through their confirmation and everything and, and let it be a process. Try to go with them, pray with them a little bit, you know, at least, you know, maybe once a day if you can. But, uh, you know, if not, at least 
make sure you take them to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't fail. The, the, the worst thing you can ever do in your life is have a child and don't teach them about the Lord. You just hurt them because life is tough. And, 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 if, you, and if you give a child in this world and you don't teach them about Jesus, where the, where the, the peace comes from Jesus, when they face those t- tough times in life, they will not know who to turn to. Yes. So, so for you to have a child and don't teach them, they, they teach them Jesus, teach them peace, the Prince of Peace, you, 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 you've pretty much hurt that child as they grow up. Yeah. What's so the, the parents should not play around with the job of trying to teach their children about God when, yeah. they, when they are young. Because that is what is going to instill in them when they get older in life. And when those tough times comes around, they will know that the only way is to die God's phone number. Yeah. Amen. So we're harkening back to the first, uh, the first book. All right, uh, uh, Valentine, what is the third book called? The third book is called The Incredible Power of a Mother's Love. <laughs> okay. I, I, th- I thought I was wondering if you were going to touch on the, the mothers. Okay. A little, a little less uh, direct experience on your part with this one, but uh, t- tell us about this and the importance of motherhood. Okay. A, a mother, you know, you know, the world would not exist without a mother. That's true, yes. Okay, we, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have the world without a mother, without a woman. The love of a mother is something that is powerful. It, 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 there's nothing that can replace that. Not the love of a brother, sister, a pet, nothing. Nothing takes that. Look at Mary. Look at, you know, because of Mary, Jesus came to the world. That's powerful. Yeah. So, 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 so a mother's love is something that, you know, is, is beyond understanding on earth, how it, how it's, 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 it's big. It's beyond understanding. Okay. As I grew up as a child, you know, I mean, I, my, my father was never there for me. And, and, and I was raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I saw her work really hard to, to do her best to show me the love that she could show me. And that love that she gave me is what I'm trying to spread with other people. And I tell other people, yes, I grew up and I didn't have a father. I was abandoned. I was, he was never there for me. But guess what? We cannot let the things that happen to us in our life to continue. You have to break the circle and the barrier. Yeah. Just because I didn't have a dad doesn't mean that I should grow up and don't be a good father. And the irony is today I'm a father of single children. It's seven, seven children. It's like, okay. Hmm, that don't add up. You were abandoned. Now you are a dad. But I'm able to do that because I had a mother who had a lot of love. So you, you as a mom or a mom out there, the love that you spread is, is, is way bigger than, than anything. You know, God uses a woman in this world in so many ways, a mom in so many ways in our lives. Not just in our lives, but the lives of nature. Nature in general, like I said in the beginning, the power of a mother or a woman is beyond human understanding. Mm-hmm. Very human, human understanding. Look at the power of Mary. Look at the power, powerful women of the scripture. Like I, I always say Mary because I love, I love Mary a lot. I pray the rosary a lot. I love, I love praying the rosary. I've seen the power of the rosary. But you see, Mary sat there and saw his son crucified and he sat there and looked at it. And took that pain. That's powerful. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's very powerful. I, I don't know. I don't know who can do that. Right. And, I think. I think about the 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 message of Our Lady of Fatima, where she, I guess, told Sister Lucia that the last battle is going to be. Um, waged on the family, and we see that so much in the culture today, where you know womanhood is being attacked. The very many people don't even know how to define a woman. Uh, marriage is being attacked. Uh, the, 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 and and the, this is, I think, your books can really speak to these issues because it really highlights the importance of moms and dads, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. And the Holy Spirit put it in my heart to write these books, so that way I'll be able to touch other people's lives with them. Yeah, You know, you're a mom and you read one of those books, you'll feel special about yourself when you're done. Yeah, yeah. You're a dad and you read one of my books, you, you know, or read the book, The Incredible Power, or all three of books, you, you will never feel the same. You will not be the same if you read my books. Yeah, no yeah that's so, so important because I think uh, our culture is telling women that, you know, they got to have careers, they got to make money, they got to be powerful, they got to be like men or, you know, in all ways. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the mom out there raising, you know, the five or six kids at home doesn't get much of many accolades. But uh, I, I think what you're saying is that that's an extremely important vocation. Exactly. It, exactly. Our world has changed a lot. Because of the of the society's mentality that has been put on on people, yeah, and 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 then and then because the man is gone, the woman is gone, everybody is gone, mom is gone, dad is gone. So guess what? We have a, a society of children that they don't feel loved enough. Yeah, because enough time wasn't given to them. Right, exactly. It's definitely so, important for the life of a child. The time you spend with them is huge. Yeah. Valentine Simo is my guest. He's an author of three books who we've been talking about. God's Phone Number, The Incredible Power of a Dad's Love, and The Incredible Power of a Mother's Love. Simo, uh, can you tell, I mean, I'm sorry, Valentine, can you tell um, our listeners how they can get these books, the, the price, the website, that kind of information? Yes, it's really, really simple to get my books. I've made them really affordable. You know, you can even buy it for the kids. They can look at them. It's really, you can get them, my books at, uh, my, my website is Valentine, just like my name, Valentine, just like Valentine's Day. Okay. Everybody knows Valentine. Yes. Okay. Valentine N, like Nicholas. My last name is, my, my middle name is N-A-N-A, but it's Valentine N, my middle name, and then Simo, S-I-M-O dot com. Okay. Valentine N. As in uh, Nicholas Simo S I M O dot com and uh, uh, and you can get any any of these books. Okay, very good. And are you planning any um, future books or what? What are your plans going forward? Yeah, I plan to write. I'm planning on taking one more book later on, but it'll be under my biography. Um, when these books go out there, people know who I am, and you know they they want to know a little bit more about me and everything then yeah, I'll, probably, I'll probably write one more book later on when the kids get a little bit older the oldest one is going to college soon you know before you know you know they're all going to be grown and then yeah. I'll, I'll take the time to put a couple of more books together and keep writing to get my books i really really i've made them really really affordable when you go to my website you can actually a little bit a little bit more about me you can get the books for this like two dollars and 99 cents on ebook it's right there on amazon yeah. When you go on the website, you see there, you can read my three books for less than $9. And, 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 and you can, you know, if you want to order the, the, the hard copies, they are, I think, like $7.99 $7. to get a hard copy. Or you can just read them online for two ninety nine each. 
Okay, okay. They are extremely affordable, and the reason why I made them that way is because not looking at the money, more than anything, you're looking at the lives it will touch. And, and, and Dave, thank you so much because your radio station is, 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 used, is used as God's channel to be able to send out the information of those books that he's put in my heart to write. And yeah, I can't thank you enough because what you're doing is the work of the Lord. I yeah, well, that. well, thank you very much. I appreciate you reaching out and also using your talent uh, to uh, glorify God and also highlight the importance of prayer and fatherhood and motherhood also as well. And I invite everybody who's listening to please visit Valentine's website, Valentine N. Simo. That's N as in Nicholas. Uh, ValentineNCMO.com, uh, God's phone number, the incredible power of a dad's love, and the incredible power of a mother's love. Uh, Valentine, thanks for your time. Uh, good to speak with you, and uh, let me know when you get that fourth one published, and we'll uh, talk again, okay? Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate you very much. And all the listeners out there, I thank you all for going out and checking out the books. I love you all, and I need your prayers, and I'll be praying for everyone. I appreciate you all, and God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Valentine. All right, this has been the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM. Again, uh, visit the website, valentineandsimo.com, valentineandsimo.com, and uh, pick up uh, one or all of those books. This has been the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Thank you for listening. If you have uh, suggestions for future interviews, you can email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an Eagle Housing Lender, NMLS 265303. It's time for the fourth annual St. Mary the Virgin Trivia Night. Get your team together and hone your trivia skills for a night of fun, food, prizes, and more. It all starts at 6 p.m. on Saturday, April 29th. Admission is $20 per person for a team of five or fewer. St. Mary the Virgin is on Davis Drive in Arlington, just down the road from AT&T Stadium. We look forward to seeing you at St. Mary the Virgin Catholic Church in Arlington on Saturday, April 29th at 6 p.m. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. 
On Friday, April 21st, join Heroic Media for the National Prayer Luncheon for Life Hour of Power Prayer and Celebration Event at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Tate Ballroom. Six outstanding finalist organizations nominated for the Pro-Life Impact Award for winning the war to protect preborn human lives from abortion will be honored. Guest speakers include Dallas Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly and Pro-Life Warriors Aurora Tina Harrow and Karen Garnett. To purchase tickets, visit nationalprayerluncheonforlife.org. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 